Options Podcast. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Dialogue Options Podcast. I am your host, Kyron Morrison, and I'm joined by my good friend and co-host, Joel McDonald. How are you doing? I am very good, friend. Uh, how That's are you? Excellent man? to hear. Yeah, you? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, kicking by, playing games. <laughs> yep, that's pretty much... I mean, I've been playing yeah. game, basically. Playing game, last, but hey, you've week. been playing a game. I have been playing that. what a game. Um, but yeah, apart from that, yeah, no, nothing else. Look, Just... Joel, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, given how it's been, there's no point stuffing around. I'm taking us straight into the quest log. Mission completed. Quest log. So our quest log is, of course, our what we've been playing segment. And why I'm bringing it straight here is because, I mean, I, I don't want to cut you off for any particular reason, but I haven't mm. really done anything this week besides play some games, really. Yeah, me too. Like, I watched some movies, but apart from that, nothing exciting. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so why, why, why waste time? So, yep, um, do you want to start first, Joel? I mean, I've, I, we played a game together that we're going to finish on. Yeah. I played a game a bit on my own this week but uh what do you want to do um i'll, I'll give you a quick rundown of my uh my habits this week i did say i've been playing right. a game uh, i have dabbled with a couple other things but um the main game that i've been playing again has been final fantasy 7 remake i finished oh, baby. it i finished it congratulations credits on it um well done i'm proud of you like yeah. genuinely proud of you i love this game and i'm glad you finished it it's hey guess what i love this game too it's very good it makes me so happy um, it makes me so happy to hear it's very good uh i'm fills I'm me with joy um i believe i remember messaging you and saying like if if final fantasy going forward adopts a similar like combat style um i'm in on like like the next iteration like i mean obviously I mean, i'm in on the next part of remake whenever that comes but like yeah, I if the next like mainline Final Fantasy game has some sort of similar combat, um, I'd be very very interested to check it out from from day I, dot. I don't want to get your hopes up because obviously none yeah. of us really know for sure. But mm-hmm. if you track their their history across like even twelve, thirteen, and fifteen to this, like they've clearly been trying to shape it this way. Yep. You know, and I think Seven Remake is really just the fruition of that hard work. Whether they c- pursue it for Sixteen, we don't know. I yep. hope so because I really, truly, deeply love the combat in Seven Remake. Once you really sort of get into the nitty gritty, yeah. Sort of come, come. There's a couple of things obviously they they can fix, but again, yeah, of course. I assume it'll be fixed. Well, they'll be working on it and improving what they can for the second part of the Seven Remake. It, so yeah, it, it makes me re- it makes me wish that, that it had a similar playstyle in um. Kingdom Hearts, to be honest, like yeah, look, Kingdom Hearts is kind of ma- mindless mashing, really. yeah, and it's fun. And that, Don't that was, I really liked the, it, but that was the same problem I had with Final Fantasy fifteen as well. Really, right? It is just mindless mashing. I still enjoyed it enough, but it was honestly more than anything the uh, the road trip part of that game that got me to the end because the story yeah. was kind of all over the place and the combat wasn't super interesting, despite being incredibly flashy and very cool. It was it was pretty shallow, and I, that's why I was. Even when they were first showing off the seven remake stuff, I was a bit concerned. But yeah, yeah. after playing part one, blown away. It's yeah, like it's there are parts where it is button mashing and, and like hack and slash a little bit if you want to play it that way. Especially when you get like trash mob enemies and stuff like that when you get a little bit higher level. But then there are parts where it makes you sort of take a step back and and really use that um that uh commands menu to sort of take okay. a breather. I can think of like three or four boss fights right now, but I can't mention because they're spoilers and we will get mm-hmm. onto, on into that one day in our spoiler mode or yep. spoiler edition for 7 Remake. But yeah, yep. just 
I'm really happy you liked it more than anything. I think that's my main takeaway. Yeah, I, look, I am as well because I feel like I'm, I'm, I've, I can contribute to conversations about <laughs> Final Fantasy VII now, which is in some way, shape, or form. Um, no, I loved it. I loved everything about it. I loved the 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 combat. Obviously, that was one of my main takeaways from it. And the music's fucking incredible. Um, oh, that's so good. And uh, and like the characters are great, especially because you got to spend time with a lot of them and and really sort of like deep dive on them. Um, and knowing what I know about Final Fantasy VII, like, oh boy, um, yeah, I'll leave that questions. there. Plenty of plenty of questions going ahead, but we'll see how that goes. Yeah, for sure. Um, but I'm a big fan of it, and yeah, I can't wait to talk about it in a little bit more in depth as well at some point. Brace yourself. That's all I'll say. I got a yeah. lot to say. There's oh. been a lot that's come out over the last few weeks here, so just prepare yourself. <laughs> I, I know, I have a feeling I'm going to be taking a backseat to that conversation, especially with the, <laughs> the, the potential panel that we're like putting together for that. So, but I, I'm excited just to be able to be a part of that. So, that's true. Um, uh, but having finished Seven Remake, I also then got a chance to start on Persona 5 Royal. Um, and my main takeaway from the two or three hours or so I've played so far, I'm very early in Kamoshido's Palace. Like, I oh, know I'm very early in the game. Like I've been to Kamoshido's Palace once. Um, that sort of initial run where you meet Morgana and and Ryuji for the first time, and um, and like even still, I fucking I love Persona Five so much. I it's not it's not without its faults. Like the original game is not without its faults for sure. Um, but I just there's something about it. It was it just felt comforting to go back to it. And I I played it last night. I had it like my headphones on and the music pumped into it and just blasting that music. Oh boy. I'm just humming it, like humming the new theme song and, oh, it's just, it's great. Um, and yeah, I, I, I don't know whether it's just my mind. But it, oh, it's been a while since I've played the original, but like, it, I, like it feels like it looks better as well. <laughs> it's Well, I mean, if you had a pro, like it, I think this is actually enhanced for pros. Right. Okay. Because it is worth remembering the original Persona 5 is a PS3 game. Exactly. Yeah. I, that that thought a PS3 was PS3 cross-platform game with PS4. Yeah. Um. And that thought was crossing my mind. Um. And that's why I'm like, you know, I'm excited for one day maybe the future of Persona and seeing what they, what they can do with that. But uh. But God, it's just it just oozes style, and I just adore it so much. Um. And yeah, I can't wait to spend so much more time with. I cannot wait to you for you to start seeing where it starts to veer. I'm really curious. I really am. Yeah, yeah. I, I will say that you, you said you're a couple of hours in and and you're pretty much still playing Persona 5. There's a couple yep. of changes. Yep. I mean, but, uh, one, one particularly early on in that opening yes. sort of like... I yeah. mean, that's hardly a spoiler, really. Like, it's in the it's opening not. section. Yeah, and that character's already been revealed as well. Oh, yeah, in mm. full. So, like, it is There's... cool that you get to... In- I, I do like you get to interact with Kasumi that early in the game. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. It's a cool tease. You're like... And they give you... I won't spoil what she says... But she does drop a line that made me go, yes. okay, yes, you've got me. You've got my interest. What's yeah. going on here? I think it might. I was about to say the same thing because I think it's the exact same yeah. line I'm thinking of. And yeah, I was, yeah. Like, I was okay. like, okay, okay, interesting. Right. Okay. Right. And because like knowing what I know about Persona 5 and when that takes place. Mm. And I was like, yeah. okay, all right. Yeah. Interesting. Definitely. We'll see how this goes. Um, very cool game. Uh, I, I've been, yeah, as it, uh, you, people probably... I've mentioned it a lot the last two weeks. I'm trying to not talk about it too much because I've nearly finished it, mm-hmm. and it's it's sure thing. And I want you, I want to see how you fare when that game starts getting wild. I'm yeah, I'm I'm very excited because I've I've heard some stuff about like not like 
details, but I've heard people... I, I would hope not. <laughs> yeah, I've heard people give, like, broad impressions of, like, the ending of Royal and and how much they loved it. And that's from, like, people who loved Persona 5. So I'm like, cool. All right, good. That... I, I have one thing I don't like, but I can only address that when we when you finish playing it. Okay. It's not really a complaint with where the game's heading. It's just a broad complaint with how it was handled. Okay. But that's yep. that's that's a that's a nitpicky thing for in the future once you finish it. Right. Okay. Um. Make a note of that, someone, so I remember it. But I'm <laughs> yeah. It. Jot that one down. Uh. But yeah, I'm super excited to play more of it. Um. It's going to be my next sort of my, pretty much what I'm going to be playing up until probably Last of Us Part Two, I'd say. At this stage? Um, well, I mean, I've been cracking, like, just chipping away at it for the last month. I did tweet the other day. It's been, given the way things are at the moment with the world, like us, basically everyone being encouraged to stay inside, what a gift to have both Final Fantasy VII Remake and Persona 5 Royal around the same time, because it's just, I... And I've got Xenoblade Chronicles coming up. I just love oh, yeah. a comfy JRPG. They have the comfiest games, and I love them. And so this this couple of months has been, all things aside, tolerable thanks to those games. It's it's the they're the perfect types of games to, like to have in a like a situation where you can't do anything but stay home and yeah like for the most part adventure. Yeah, it's it's really great. Like that's why like I was yeah putting in serious hard yards. That so as an insight, little insight to my life, my son goes to daycare on Thursday and Fridays for the day. Um, cause that's what we enrolled him in before all this went down and I sort of worked my work around that and my wife's work. And, uh, anyway, so we still kept him going there because he really enjoys it. He loves it. So, you know, Thursdays and Fridays, I have the day at home. <laughs> like it's, I have an empty house and, you know, I do a bit of tidying and I do a bit of like, you know, general odd, odd jobs around the house. But, um, this last week it was literally just how like Thursday in particular I think I played the whole time except for uh, an hour break where I had lunch and watched a, a comedy special on Amazon Prime um so it, it's been good to ha- like have that time there where I'm like I don't have to worry about work I don't have to worry about like you know I I I, I only have to worry about picking up Griffin once Ash gets home from work and that's not until about three thirty, four o'clock so you know I take him over there 8 30 in the morning come back and like I loaded myself up with like coffee and caffeine, and I was like, "Cool, let's do this!" And um, yeah, put in the hard yards that those couple of days. So good, so cozy. Yeah, I love really it. Good. Like it's one of the main reasons why JRPGs are my favorite genre. It's just mm. it is so comfortable to fall into, especially yeah, especially good ones like those two. And yeah, Xenoblade Chronicles, I can also attest, is fantastic. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's made it's kept me sane these last few months, especially. And it's like really little things. Like the big thing for me in Persona, and this isn't even a spoiler because this is just a Persona staple, is just, and it's so dumb, it might sound really dumb, but just hanging out with my anime friends, you yep. know? Yep. Going to the movies, playing darts, and just going out for beef bowls and all these all these things. It's like, ah, uh, it's filling a void that I have in my life currently. Yeah. And it's cool too that, like, I, I remember finishing Persona 5, like, original. Um, and, and like getting to the end of that, and like that those that, those final cutscenes, and just like getting really emotional because I'm like, this is the end of the journey with these like cool friends that I've made, like these cool anime friends that I I'm got to hang out with. Um, and the other the cool thing about uh, I'll touch on about with um Persona Five Royal is when I played Persona Five, it was just before 
I went to Japan and now having been to Japan since and going back through it and like just in, at one of the early parts, you, you, you're basically in Shibuya train station. And I was like, yep, this is, yep, this is what it was like. I, I remember, I remember walking up those stairs and I remember walking out and seeing like Shibuya crossing the scramble and just being like, fuck, this is exactly like it was in Persona 5. <laughs> like this is like pretty identical to it. Um, and yeah, that was, it was really nice. So it was like a double hit of comfort where it was like a game that I already love that I'm playing through again with the knowledge that there's going to be some new stuff to to discover about it. And then also like reminiscing about my trip to Japan um, and also just reminiscing about the, that time in my life when I played that game because it was, I think it was the last time I was wildly excited for a game. Like I... I've been excited yeah. since, and I think, but I, I remember, like, you know, if you've listened to the show from, like, the get-go, it was one of the first things we were talking about is, like, how excited we were for Persona 5. Yeah. It, like, it was, like, probably 7 Remake was the next thing, and that's come out now, mm-hmm. but, like, in, yep. in, in that, like, three-year window. Yep. Three year, four year? Was it 2016 or 2017? 2017. Yep. 2017. You're yeah, into you're, Japan. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You have a switch? Was it you have a switch? Yes, it was. It was a oh, good boy. year. 2017 was a <laughs> yeah. good year. Yes, it was. So, um, yeah, it, but like that, that is like uh, Persona is up there with a new Final Fantasy, a new Metroid, mm-hmm. uh, in the in the echelon of games that I will freak out about for about ten years until they come out. Yep. Yep. Um. So yeah, like when you finally get that game in your hands and you play it. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And and not only to get it in your hands and play it, and then for it to, like, live up to, like, the lofty expectations to, to that you put on it. To blow away yeah. my expectations that I had. Yeah. Yeah, like, Persona... Oh, man, Persona 5 is great. Um, But, yeah, so I'm... I'm we, ne- we never did a full chat about Persona 5. We'll make it right with Royal. We will, yeah. We'll cover everything. Um, I've got some potential people that I want to ask to come on the show for it as well, maybe, as well. We'll see how that goes. Um, I don't think they'll say no. <laughs> Let's put it that way. Um... But yeah, apart from that, uh, the last thing that I played uh, that I, I dabbled with, um, we've been, a little bit of backstory, we've been like playing, while well, we've been playing Seven, especially like during the nights, um, it, you and I and, and, and Brendan as well have been jumping on Party Chat and just hanging out while we play games, while you and Brendan both chip away at Persona and I chipped away at, at uh, Seven Remake. And it's been really great, but towards the end of one of the nights, um, you brought up that there was a trailer for a game called Ghost Runner. It went up, and I was like, "Oh!" And like from what you were saying about it, I was like, "This sounds pretty good." So I checked out the trailer, and it was very good and very much up my alley. Um, and there was a free demo out. Uh, by the time this episode goes up, you're probably not going to have much time to play it because I think it was a week long demo. Um, but uh, Ghost Runner is from where's my notes here? Uh, who's a buy again? Dun, 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 yeah, dun, uh, it's by dun, one more level uh, and Slipgate Ironworks and 3D Realms. Um, who you might know from things like uh, Duke Nukem and and all those kind of games that those first person shooters that came out around that time. Uh, Ghost Runner is basically a cyberpunk um, first person first person perspective slasher. That's what they've listed it as. Um, Basically, imagine a game that is the love child of Mirror's Edge and Hotline Miami Katana Zero, where 
it's all first person. It's all free running parkour and like wall running and grappling hooking off things. Uh, but you've also got a samurai sword and enemies die in one hit, but so do you. So it almost becomes, it's one of those, like those great little things where it's like, becomes like a puzzle game where you try and figure out your optimal way through the level and how to get through things. Um, and uh, so I booted up the demo and played through, it, it took me about probably half an hour to play through with like a few deaths in, in, in there as well. Um, it's very good. I am, this has shot up on my, like my anticipated list. Um, very much so. So yeah, it's basically, like I said, you're, you're first person running through, through worlds. Um, and, um, this sort of like cyberpunk futuresque world, you're some sort of like cyborg robot person that has abilities as well. <laughs> cyborg robot mm. person. Well, I mean, like, the, like I, I, there's obviously a because st- it, it, they're alluding, yeah, yeah, they're alluding sure. to a story there as well, because um, you're you're being narrated through this demo um, by uh, uh, the person called the Whisper, I think, and they're basically saying, "Hey, I'm in prison. Come and let me out." Um, I need your help to get me out. I'm activating, I'm reactivating, I'm doing my best to reactivate your cause and your, like, your ability cause so you can, like, make the most to get here as quickly as possible. Um, I think, I think my main question, Joel, is, uh, because I, I watched the trailer and it looks very cool, but I have to ask, how does it, how does it handle, how does it feel? Because with a lot of these parkour games, especially, I, I think of Mirror's Edge, I think even sort of, I mean, what, I don't think it was... It wasn't as directly parkour focused, but it was a part of it in Dying Light. Mm-hmm. It seems like a thing that, yeah, even the slightest bit off, it can feel pretty bad. So how did it feel? I would like put it more uh, akin to something like Titanfall 2. Okay. Um, That's not a bad so, thing because Titanfall 2 was pretty tight. Yeah. So if you imagine the, the the free running stuff, like wall running and stuff, it, the wall running especially ver- felt very respawn. Like it felt very much like respawn and very much like Titanfall 2 or even um, Apex Legends. Like it felt like that where you should point yourself but towards the wall. Hopefully it felt more natural than uh, a Jedi doing it. Well, yeah. yeah that, yeah. Um, um, that's a whole thing. Uh, but, but, uh, but yeah, it's, it, it, it felt good. Like you point yourself towards a wall, you run. Um, and then you could like chain that up by jumping to other walls. Um, later in the demo, they give you a grappling hook as well. Um, I, nice. I'm assuming that there's going to be other abilities that you get as well. Um, so the grappling hook is like, there are certain points you look up, there's like a, a, a context sensitive, like point where it's like, click the button, like click this button, you'll, you'll swing over here. Um, and do you get to stop or is it really just like constant go, 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 go? There are moments to stop, but like okay, in cool. between... But uh, that brings me to my next point. It it emphasizes you uh, like momentum and not stopping, basically. So it wants you to keep going and keep going and keep going. Um, and it also benefits from like very much like games like uh, Hotline Miami or Katana Zero, where um, where it is that like one hit and you're dead, but it's instant reload. So you die Ooh, and it, you just go. Fair. If yep. you're if you're doing a one hit kill game, like yeah, you definitely want mm-hmm. that that snappy reload. Otherwise, absolutely. so easily you can just I I'm like you know what? No, I'm done. Like yeah, absolutely. I, I lived I lived for less time than this took to load. Like if it gives you time to like dwell on what you've done wrong, then it's not yeah. yeah. You need to like um, got like Super Meat Boy baby, just throw me back exactly, in. Exactly. Yeah. So it, it definitely has that. It's like you, it, like you if you die, it's like red splash screen, you're dead. Hit R. 
like straight away. It's like a second to get back into it, and you're back into the action. Nice. Um, that's what you want in that sort of game. There's no like run button that you're always kind of running, but there is a like slide dash, like like a slide. Nice. I do, I love a good slide dash. Um, and so and that is important too to um because there are parts where there are inclines. So like for the start of it, you're running across rooftops and stuff like that, and in like the tops of buildings and things, uh, and there are like slanted rooftops. Um, so you use that to slide down, and you actually use that momentum to launch yourself further. Um, so you can oh nice yeah so that like has that kind of propulsion method behind it as well um there's also a dash as well and the dash the way the dash works is interesting because when you're on land it's just like a normal dash you just dash um but if you hold the button down which is the shift button uh, it basically freezes time especially in air but you've still got movement over your character and it's on like a timer so like you, you hold down that button you've got like two or three seconds of like just just to, to, I guess to aim, to aim, and also because the enemies that you're fighting, particularly in the first part, are like have guns and they are very good shots. They are very accurate. So um, basically, when you, you the, the game tells you to do this, this is a, a, a mechanic of the game where you'll slide. There's a part the first part where you encounter it. You slide down an incline and you jump into the air, and the enemy turns around to see you, and it's like hold shift. So you hold shift. Time slows down, and you can see the bullet coming towards you. And if you just hold right, you can just slide out of the way, and then like let then you sort of aim with where you want to go. And once you let go, it'll propel you in that direction. So you can sort of like slide down, jump in the air, freeze in midair, slide out of the way, and then dash down and like one hit slash this person into into two parts. Um, and yeah, when it clicks and when you get those like runs where you start to get in a bit of like momentum and a bit of good feeling for it, um, it feels really good. Uh, the the soundtrack as well is amazing. It's all like outrun, like synthwave, cyberpunk style, um, like like electronica music. And that's what you want for that sort of atmosphere. Yep, fucking a. And I, I just in general, I love that kind of shit. That that kind of music gets me hyped up. Um, I still listen to the the song from that first cyberpunk trailer, the um, or not the first one, the second cyberpunk trailer, technically the one at the Xbox conference where they hacked the the conference, um, which is called oh, yeah. Spoiler by Hyper, um, and I I like sourced that song because I was like I need this song in my life, and I used to like I used to play it like driving to work because it would just get me so hyped up because it was just oh it would remind me of the trailer. And, uh, yeah, very similar stuff here where it's like the trailer had a really good song in it and that song is in the game and it's basically what you listen to while you're playing. Um, but yeah, I really, really enjoyed it. Um, couple of downsides. Um, it is an indie, like it's an indie game as well. So I felt like whilst the feeling of cutting someone in two felt good, the sound is like a generic, like sound, um, so the sound design in terms of like enemies and stuff like that felt like it felt very 3D realms. Let me put it that way. It felt like a Duke Nukem-esque, like from that era sound. Interesting. Um, I'm sure they could get fixed before the, like the game comes out. This is like, you know, just a vertical slice of the game. Um, it is slated to come out this year uh, on PC, uh, PS4, Xbox One, and apparently it's listed here on Nintendo Switch as well. Interesting. Um, I would probably... I'm probably going to play it on PC because it seems like a PC game, mm-hmm. especially if you've got so much like sort of direct input as well for like, yeah. like precision. Mm-hmm. I feel like you want a mouse and keyboard. It's not like super 
like you don't have to be super precise, but I feel like yeah. I think it adds to the like the immersion of the game in a way. I'm being very cliche with my description of this game. I just realized <laughs> I've I've listed I've listed hey. everything except for vertical like verticalities. Like that's the only thing I haven't listed you ha- yet. You haven't mentioned that it's visceral yet, so you're doing okay. I could very much I I could don't very much incorporate visceral. No, I can no, no, incorporate verticality easily. No 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 no. <laughs> um, uh, no. But yeah, it's just, it has this really good feel and I'm very, very excited for it. Uh, for a game that I didn't really know existed uh, like a week ago, <laughs> uh, it's shut up my list on my, my... Hey boy, we've got a few games like that coming up later this episode. Yes. Yes, very much. Um, but yeah, I, I, I definitely think you should go check, at least check out the, the trailer for it. Um, it's Yeah, it's called it's Ghost cool Runner, all, word, all one word. Uh, yeah. It's really cool. I'm just, the description here that's on like the the Steam page is it's a hardcore FPP, so first person perspective slasher packed with lightning fast action set in a grim cyberpunk setting of a futuristic mega structure. Climb Dharma Tower, hum- humanity's last shelter after a world ending cataclysm. Make your way up from the very bottom to the top. Confront the tyrannical uh, keymaster and take your revenge. Uh, so it's also got a bit of a dread vibe to it by the sounds of things, where it's like there's this cyberpunk tower that you've got to climb to the top of to take down the bad guy um so even more excited now i'm excited that there's more cyberpunk stuff coming out because joel i have good news for you i think you're going to be drowning in it soon yeah i think cyberpunk is like it's the new thing um i thought it was going to be like vikings slash like a resurgence of samurai Vikings is still going to be around. Dude. Vikings just... is around, but yeah, I think it's 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 like head to head with Cyberpunk at the moment. I think the thing that's going to get saturated first is Cyberpunk. Yeah, absolutely. Because I mean, I I think it's it's easy to make it look bright and colourful and appealing to someone like me who has like the attention span of a goldfish sometimes. Um, without my like, cool flashing lights, this looks cool. Um, but yeah, Ghost Runner, definitely check it out. Have a look at it. But that's about all I've been playing in terms of solo play. Nice. Yeah. When I- uh, so, as for me, mm-hmm. I've been continuing my very slow multi-year journey through the Yakuza series. Ah, yes. Uh, completed Zero several years ago. I completed Kiwami finally this year. I've been playing that on and off for a while. And in the big in Japan side, it just ended, sadly, because I wanted to pick some more stuff up. It's fine. Don't worry. It's fine. I'm sure there'll be another one in a few <laughs> months. Uh, I've been playing Yakuza Kiwami 2. And can I just say that I know I'm super late to the party. This series is so good. Yeah, and it is very good. More people need to play it. If you've got an Xbox, Zero and Kiwami are both on Game Pass. I, I love them. It's, I, especially y- Yakuza 0 was so good. Yeah. <laughs> I stand by that game. Being one of my favorites from like th- that I played this generation for sure. I will um, get to finishing it. <laughs> I I I really want you to. I really but, need um, to. But yeah, so I've been playing Yakuza Kiwami too. I'm not super far in. I only wanted to bring it mostly because so any chance I can get to to praise how much I love the Yakuza series, despite how late I am. Right. It's so good. This is my first one that I'm playing on the Yakuza Six engine, and it makes so much difference. This game right. looks so good. Kamurocho looks incredible. Yeah. <laughs> the fighting feels like it just... So a lot of it's a lot more fluid, which is nice. Like, the way that I can go from punching and kicking a guy to if I time my... my um, I think it's circle. My circle breast properly. I can catch him midair and just spin him around Bowser style and throw him into a wall. Just... 
there are so many like heat actions to to do i i was scrolling through the list yesterday and heat actions are of course special what abilities you can do like as you as you're fighting you build up a heat gauge which is basically a special meter let's be real here and once that is flaming and reaches a certain point and is full you can unleash special actions that basically will do a heck of a lot of damage to an enemy right and they range from pretty simple stuff like grabbing their face and slamming into a brick wall uh two other ones i saw was i was fighting a guy on a bridge and when i triggered the heat action i lifted him over the bridge and he landed legs spread across the uh tip of a boat oh. that was quite comical he had a bad day he had a very bad day nasty uh, there's some other like as as i was just sort of browsing the menu of like heat actions i saw there's one for like hot soup oh god where you're like because so basically you can get heat actions with your with people that you build friendships with on the streets in shops and stuff so in combat if they're nearby they can help you out and for example this hot soup one they sort of just they throw you this thing of, of the soup so you splash it on the enemy which of course they don't like because it's hot soup yep um and then to add insult to injury you frisbee the lid at their face and just knock it's just so good that's this awesome. game is fun as hell <laughs> yeah i uh, i i I, I, you mean this is not going to be the last time we talk about the Yakuza series in this episode either? Of but, course, um, no, it's not. Uh, but yeah, I, I, it's. I really want to get back to it, I, but I just haven't. That's the only sad thing. Mate, you want to talk about cozy games? The Yakuza series is very cozy. Yeah, uh, Kazuma, Kazuma Kiryu and uh, Goro Majima, again, two of my favorite characters in video games from the last several years, easily. Yeah, and they all they they both have like from what I've. I can gather and what I can see in just the very small snippet that I've seen of their, of their arcs. They have very interesting arcs as absolutely, well. They absolutely do. Yeah. So it's, it's cool to sort of, Yakuza 0 is such a good like entry point as well, because it, it is, really is. It's the first in the timeline. So um, it is a bit rough though. I went from zero to Kiwami and Kiwami is a good game, but there's, there's something that's missing. Right. You know? There's something that's missing in Kiwami that Kiwami 2 brings back. Right. And that, my friend, is the Cabaret Club. Ugh. Managing the Cabaret Club was a mini game that I, Jesus Christ, I spent probably six or seven hours alone on that mini game in Me Yakuza too. Zero. Yep. And in Kiwami, you know, you can visit the, the clubs and sort of you go through the conversation mini games with the girls, but it wasn't the same as running that club, man. Like that was so much fun, and having it back in Kiwami too, at the oh, slight spoilers, I guess. Uh, I think it, back at the club from Yakuza Zero is um, right. is very cool. With and it's also run now by uh, Yuki, who was one of the the girls, oh, one of the hosts, in Yakuza Zero, cool. which is also super cool. It's great this mini game. So basically, yeah, your job is to run a host club, right? That's it's a cabaret club. You you basically have to. You've got your girls. You've got your selection of girls. You can recruit new girls. You can. They've all got tiers of like diamond s gold bronze and all that sort of stuff yeah uh the diamond tier girls you can basically give full makeovers and when i say full makeovers i mean you pick their dress the colors of their dress nails headpieces necklaces earrings perfumes eye colors yep. eyelashes makeup everything and these all affect their stats which will basically be used to appease your customers and it's just this mini game is so addictive yes <laughs> I can't it is. stop it's it's a serious problem i hit it in kiwami too and i was just like Oh well, here's here's the next like Settle six in. hours of my game. Yeah. I'm just staying right here, and it's especially funny because obviously Yakuza Kiwami too, and even the Yakuza series in a whole, as fun as a lot of the side stories are, 
the stories themselves are usually pretty serious. And I just, for some reason, I can't... Because the story quest that gave me the, the um, ability to do this was, like, the next building across. Right. So you can... Because part of this game is you obviously need to get um, partner stores to sort of grow your fan base. So you go around to all these stores and, and pay them money to, to, to team up with them. Mm-hmm. And I just imagine the person who had given me the main mission just watching Kiryu running down the street and they're like, oh, here he comes to do the, no. our very important story. No, here he goes. No. Oh, okay. And he's gone into the club. All right. It's fine. We can wait, I guess. <laughs> That's where I'm at in Yakuza 0. It's like a pretty pivotal yeah. story point where, <laughs> like, I'm basically going to leave town and I'm like, oh, but I'm doing this. Club. No, no. I, I got to run the club. I'm not even doing this. I'm not even doing the club. I'm doing the the real estate one. The real estate, which sucks uh, as well. If you go, if you go back, man, just skip that. Honestly. I'm actually it's going to. I think I'm, if once I go back to it, I'm just going to be like, no, I'm moving on. I need to get through this. Because like, I got bogged down in the real estate one, and I did it all. But and I once I hit the end, I was just like, I wish I honestly hadn't really done this. It was fun, and the cutscenes were pretty cool. But compared to yeah, the the, the cabaret stuff with Majima, nothing on it. It's just now I know yeah. there is another mini game in this I haven't gotten to yet, which is the Majima Construction Company. Which I'm very excited to get to, but I haven't Ooh. quite reached that point yet. Yep. But um, Cabaret Club, man, I could, I, if, if the studio was just like, hey, here is a full priced like sixty, seventy dollar game, which is just this mini game, I would buy. Oh, it. me too, hundred <laughs> percent. In a in a heartbeat. Yep, absolutely. I'd be in that, in that from day one. This one. So this one, obviously, it's a. I think it was also sort of a competition in the in Zero, but yeah, it basically takes place in this Cabaret Club Grand Prix. Right. So basically, you're competing with four other regions to basically be the best, really. Yep. And obviously, each time you beat one of the other clubs, you get their main hostess because obviously they're all pricks, and as soon as they lose, they don't want her anymore. So you're like, well, that's bullshit because you're actually a really good person. Yep. Because this game is the Yakuza series is also very. What's it? About? It's like it's so nice. <laughs> it's for a game that's about like organized Japanese crime. It's so wholesome. Yeah. Like <laughs> this guy that just fights people in the streets, but also respect women, be good to each other, and like it's just I love it. That's another reason why I love this series so much. Yeah, it's yeah. Oh, but um, yeah. So that's obviously another part. You get there, you basically take their best girls, and it just helps you build up. Um, once I finished my first one, I actually got to go out as a to, as a celebration with my main team. Right, and it was just, it, it was a conversation mini game, but the the dialogue at the bottom sort of filled out like a karaoke thing where a line would go across as they were speaking. Oh, and then at the end of certain parts, I would have like a window to respond. Okay, and it could be good or bad. And I was like, this game's so good. Like, uh, yeah, more people should play Yakuza. That's all I can say here, really. Yeah, play Yakuza. It's yeah, Let's play it. Like <laughs> on top, like Persona and Yakuza are like underrated, I think, in the West. The, the, more so than they should be. Yeah, Yakuza's building. Persona has had its moment with five, and I think Yakuza yeah. over the last few years has been having a, definitely having a, a it's surging up. I think this year will be a big thing with uh, Like a Dragon as well. I think Like a Dragon is going to be a good entry point for for a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. I'll still be here going no, play the other ones because as much as I'm sure this guy's cool, you got <sighs> man, Kiryu's story. <laughs> I mean, this guy looks Kiryu, pretty cool, but uh, he does, but Kiryu. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, but yeah, so I. I don't want to talk about it too much because I'm still very early, but I had to, again, tell people to play Yakuza and talk about how much I love the Cabaret Club minigame. Like, that's, <laughs> those are my main two points, and I hit it. Also, the fight music is so good and gives me Super Cowboy Bebop vibes. Uh, yeah, you sent just, that to me. It uh, makes me want to be in every single fight I can be in. Yeah, you, you sent that to me, and I was like, yep, this is pretty good. <laughs> like, definitely on board with this. 
Oh, good times. But um, yeah, speaking of fighting in the streets, I guess. Yes. Yes, and getting uh, angry. Yeah, sure, getting angry. Uh, Joel and I, well, we both sat down on our Saturday nights. Uh, we cracked a couple of cold ones, mm-hmm. and we jumped in the streets of Rage Four. Yes, we did. Now on Xbox Game Pass, yes, as well as on PS4, P- PC, and Switch as well, of course. But uh, Joel, this game is really good. This game's fucking great. I had such a good time. I had um because I, I I stumbled across the fact that. When it came out that day, I was like, oh, man, I'd really like to play that game. That'd be really interesting. And I was like, ah, oh, it's pretty expensive. And then, like, I booted... I got a notification on the Xbox Game Pass app on my phone. And it was like, hey, new additions this week, Streets of Rage 4. And I was like, wait. It was listening. Wait, what? And I, I was like, oh, maybe it's, like, they're just, like, saying, hey, it's out for sale at the moment. Uh, and, like, I went into the uh, the, like, the Xbox Game Pass app. And it was like, yeah, here it is. Do you, you got Game Pass. You want to you wanna play it? And I was like yes, I do want to play that. <laughs> and so I downloaded it. And so I tooled around with it a little bit, um, played like the first couple of stages solo. But um, then I mentioned it to you and you were like, dude, we should play this together. I was like, yes, we should. So I stopped playing it. Um, but yeah, we finally got to boot it up on the weekend. And man, yeah. it was so much it's, fun. Like first and foremost, it's reminded me how much I miss beat-em-ups. Yes. Like the last one I probably played was Scott Pilgrim versus the World I, on PS3. Yeah, me too. Yep. God damn it, that game is... It's a treasure that we lost. Yep. I think it's still installed on my PS3, which I should keep safeguarded forever. Oh, great. I, sometimes I boot up that soundtrack, that Anamanaguchi soundtrack. Oh, so it's so good. good. Um, oh. Just have memories of it, you know, playing that game. I remember playing that game... Like The week that came out was also the week the movie came out, and I think I yeah. just finished reading the books as well. Like The last book so had just come out, and so I was like full in on Scott Pilgrim at that time. And I remember waiting. It was a, I think that was the first game I bought digitally. I'm, I believe so because I remember buying credit, for like PlayStation Store credit, and waiting up at like two in the morning, just waiting for the store to up, like update, and it updated, and I was like, download, go, and uh, and buying that game, and just Ubisoft. I don't know what it's gonna take, but you have gotta bring it back somehow, please. They have to. Like, it's such a good game. God, it's lost of a world. But uh, yeah, so anyway, Streets of Rage 4. Streets of Rage 4, obviously, as much as I love the Scott Pilgrim name, uh, they're both beat-em-ups, but uh, Streets of Rage as a series is also a bit more straightforward. Yep. Um, Scott Pilgrim has a lot more of the RPG stuff, which other games have had in the past, but Streets of Rage is basically like, hey, uh, pick your character, got some some different moves across the characters, but just go punch some people. And honestly, that simplicity is kind of fun. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's very much an arcade game. Like, it's, it's oh, yeah. that's oh, what yeah. it's supposed to be. Yes. Um, yeah. And yeah, like we we bashed through like probably half the game, I think, in, in the hour or two that we played. Um, yeah. That was with uh, also a brought of to life, but I'm not very good at beat 'em ups. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Also, there is friendly fire. You can hurt your yes your your partner in crime, and uh, that happened quite a few times. I'm banned from using boomerangs now. You absolutely are. Yep. Um, but man, I seriously, I we were just laughing and having such a good time playing this game because it's just and just like and like if we weren't laughing we were going oh that was awesome like at one thing that the other person did and yeah like for a game that is just simple get in there beat them up there is some like you know there is some strategy to it there's some complexity to it if you want to and there's and the moves are flashy as well yeah yeah this um yeah i mean and the art style as well it has this sort of like oh for sure kind of like western style comic book look to it and it's just really cool 
There are it's so vibrant. The models are gorgeous. The backgrounds are detailed. Yep. Um, and the characters all vary as well. Like they 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 are very different to players when they're essentially doing the same thing. Like they've got the the same inputs. There's no specific combos that you have for each character. Um, they have their own moves, but and they look very different sometimes, and they and they operate differently in terms of like what they do. Um, but for the most part, it's you know they're all very very similar, but they all just feel unique as well. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I've I've only had a chance to play as Blaze so far, but man, she's been fun as hell. Like, I love just wailing on dudes and then pressing the trigger to do, like, her leg sweep, which will catch someone behind her, and then, like, juggling those guys until I kick them away and then turn them back around, and then popping a special, just... It's... it's, It all just... Once you're in in the zone, yeah, just so good. It's really great, too, because it isn't super... Because it's so simple, it doesn't... It doesn't ask a lot of you to become to, to make you feel good at the game. Oh no, not at all. But it will also, in the same breath, take that yeah. wind out of your sails and go, no, oh, yeah. sit down. Yeah. Some <laughs> of these, these bosses can be brutal. Yeah, um, yeah. We, we had some very tense moments uh, where where mainly me had died, um, and, and Kyron just sort of carrying the team for us. Um, <laughs> but. Uh, but yeah, I look. I had just fully, fully utilizing the invulnerability windows that jumping gives you. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just so much fun. If you just want a, a fun game to sit down for, like, if you've got an afternoon and you want to play something fun, like you cannot go wrong with Streets of Rage Four. Like it's, it is great. It's getting rave reviews and rightfully so because it is just a really good game. Um, and for an arcade game that is that's, you know, for all you know, intents and purposes, it is relatively short from what I hear. Um, there's still a lot of content in there. Like you can, once you get through it, you can go back and try and be better at it, play it on different difficulties and try to unlock. We, we also found a secret boss in one of the arcade machines. So I'm guessing we there's did. more of those. Yeah. It was like a, a retro style boss. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of love for like Streets of Rage fans as well. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Like I think every character's got like a, like an old school sprite, unlocked don't yes they? i believe Pretty so sure? and you can also like yeah. switch the soundtrack to like a retro soundtrack oh by the way this game has an incredible soundtrack yes yeah i mean it's on spotify it's so good i think every game we've talked about in this episode yeah. has had great soundtrack yes um, i think so i think that's just today's episode is just hey these games have good soundtracks That'd be fun to talk about. I don't know. It'd be good. Don't you? you could talk I could. No, you don't want to. You don't want to put me on that. Oh, on that rant. Maybe I, I do. Love video game soundtracks. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Oh god, this game's so much fun. <laughs> it is great. So yeah, like much like Kiwami and Zero, if you have Game Pass on Xbox, just check this game out. It's yeah. Uh, if you have any sort of nostalgia for beat 'em ups, check this game out. <laughs> you're probably already playing it. Yeah. Yeah, if you're curious, look up a trailer. Cause yeah, and if you want just a fun local co-op game to blast through or online, uh, it is worth mentioning that whilst it is playable online with two players, we did have not not major connection issues, but a- occasionally there would be a, some some lag and yeah. it would freeze up for a split second. But it was it was just that it was like a second, and it never really yeah, felt like, like it, was- it impacted our no. ability to play the game. It wasn't major, but again, I don't know how. If that's just because we're not super far away, it might be different if you're further apart. Yep, I'm not sure. Um, also, too, yeah, it's two player online, but it's also four player local co op as well. Yes, which so if you again, if you want a, a co op, a local one, you've got four friends. Like, oh, here you go, Streets of Rage Four, get on it. Yes, for sure. Um, 
oh, man, I mean, there's not much to say about the game apart from the fact that it's really no, good. It's fun. super fun. It's fun. It's gorgeous, and the soundtrack's great. And we'll have to book a session sometime this week to finish it off. Yes, absolutely. I'm definitely down for that. All right, but I think that's enough about fighting people in the streets because, tell you what, Joel, this, this last week we had something that we were pretty excited for. Mm-hmm. And I think to talk about it further, we're going to have to go straight across to the bonus round. Bonus round. So the bonus round is, of course, our multi-purpose segment now, uh, where we sort of will be doing whatever we want. And in this particular case, it was a topic that we were going to bring up. It didn't really fit under Dope or Nope because it's really, even though there's a couple of parts to talk about in it, it's really just one thing and it's we would yeah. be doping it anyway. So uh, exactly. let's just go ahead and get right into it, Joel, because last, was it Friday? Friday? I think Time? it was, yeah, fr- early Friday. Time's yeah. become so weird for me. Uh, Xbox hosted their their May Inside Xbox, which they had, I don't know if it's fair to say hyped up, but basically it was, it was being paraded as like the Xbox Series X gameplay premiere. I think that's a fair way to, to sell it. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Uh, so, what we in fact got was, I would say probably... 20 30 minutes of, of like game announcements i think they said it was like 22 minutes of like actual minutes. game announcements yeah in, and then there was the... a bit of a bit of interviews across zoom and stuff which were kind of hit and miss but I, I thought one of them had a was interesting but yeah i think the, the big thing <laughs> yeah. here is let's get into the games joel the games yes. um it is interesting to, to point out as well that like this is part of xbox 2020 um yes actually, actually is... that's a good point a good work bringing it up because i had completely forgotten yeah, so this is going to... We're getting one of these basically every month for the rest of the year. Um, so it's going to have, like, different stuff in it. It could be, like, stuff about games or it could be stuff about um, new console stuff that we're, ta- we're seeing about Series X. Um, this one in particular, going into it, they said it was going to be a lot of their partners. Um, oh, yeah. First-party stuff is coming later. I think June or July, June. they said. June? Yeah. yeah. I think June. So... Uh, oh, it might be July. One of those ones. Anyway, but uh, that's basically, when we're going to see all the Xbox Game Studio stuff. Basically under the same Summer Games Festival banner. Yeah, so that's where we'll see things like Halo and Senua's, uh, Senua's, <laughs> Senua's sequel. Um, and, uh, yeah, potentially things don't, like don't maybe a it. new Fable or... Perfect Dark. <laughs> maybe Perfect Dark. Um, dare, dare We Dream. Yeah, yeah. No, we can dream, Karen. It's we okay. Dream. okay cool. dream. I'm always dreaming, so it's fine. We're allowed to dream. Yeah. Um, but this one was very much more about uh, their sort of partners and just things that are going to be on Xbox Series X that are enhanced for Series X, I think is the terminology they're using with that so, shiny little uh, badge they've got for it. Yeah, including some of these being smart delivery announcements. Yes, which is a cool idea, smart delivery. Um, I don't know if we've talked about that. I don't think we have, but basically, yeah. the, the smart deli- if, it, if a game is smart delivery compatible, uh, whenever you, when you buy it, you'll have it on whatever X- Xbox platform you want to play it on. It seems like a like a progression of like the Xbox Play Anywhere. It it um, really does Xbox and PC. Yeah. Uh, I saw so that's cool and all. There is there was a note though that uh, even though Xbox will be doing that and certain partners are engaging with that, others aren't. EA, for example, will be doing their own thing where it'll be similar, but there'll be a time limit on it, which I, I will bet comes down to licensing stuff because it was specifically with Madden. 
Um, yeah. yeah, we'll see. We'll see yeah. what that what that what their whole strategy is later. But yes. I'm just going to quickly run down the list of games here first of all, if that's cool with you. All right. Cool, go for it. So, first of all, we had Bright Memory Infinite. Then we had Dirt 5. Scorn. Man, Scorn. Oh, yeah. Chorus. Madden 21. Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines 2. That's a mouthful. Call of the Sea. The Ascent. The Medium. Scarlet Nexus. Second Extinction. Yakuza Like a Dragon. And finishing it all off was Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Yes. Some very cool stuff in there. And honestly, kind of covering a lot of bases, which is neat. Yeah, covering a lot of bases and a lot of new stuff too. Like that yeah. we hadn't really seen or heard much about, if at all. Um, some that we got the sort of updates on that we sort of, you know, things like Bloodlines 2 and yeah. uh, ooh, what was the other one that was similar to that? Like Yakuza, I guess as well. Yakuza was cool. Yakuza was actually surprising, but um. So do you yeah. do you want to do you want to which ones do you want to break down, Joel? First of all, like there's a few here, but I'm I'm happy to sort of skim over. I'm looking yep. mostly at Dirt Five, honestly. There's one interesting hook for that, but I think you're excited how for. Da- how dare you bring up I'm Dirt sorry. Five over over Madden Twenty One? Like uh, honestly, do you want to watch Joel? I had completely forgotten Madden Twenty One, despite reading it out not thirty seconds ago. <laughs> yeah, all right, that's fair. Um. No, yeah, I mean, there's not much to talk about Dirt 5. I'm I'm excited by it because it kind of looks like they're going down the sort of Forza Horizon track. And I'm, well, because when I'm, that trailer started, everyone was like, I was, I was thinking to myself, is this Forza Horizons? I got very excited. Yeah. I, was, and I, I keep remembering that the rumor was that the playground guys were doing the new Fable, but of course mm-hmm. that was never confirmed, so who knows? But yeah, turns out it's Dirt 5, new Dirt game. Yeah, Dirt 5. Um, I mean, Codemasters make good races. They, like, I, I haven't played a lot of them, to be honest. I think the yep. last one I played a lot of was Dirt 3. Um, and that was a really good game. That was the one where they introduced like the Jim Carner stuff with all uh, with Ken Block, who's like a crazy, crazy... If you don't know who Ken Block is, just watch, it, watch it one of his videos on YouTube and you'll just be like, how the fuck is he doing this with a car? Um, and and it was, like all the Jim Carner stuff, which is all about like, you know, precision driving and doing like cool tricks and stunts and stuff. Uh, and I really liked that game. Um, the cool thing about this one is that uh, your co-driver in like the game story mode is voiced by Troy Baker and your rival is voiced by Nolan North. And so I was like, that was the thing that got me over the line. I was like, all right, cool. Those this is two, on my radar. I'll check it out. Those two gentlemen will pop up everywhere. Yep. They uh, will not I'm, be stopped. I'm like, cool. They're going to be in Dirt 5. Uh, you've got my attention now. That's cool. <laughs> um, but yeah, apart from that, yeah, you're, yeah, fine. You can gloss over that. That's fine. Um, uh, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I want to start at the start. Like Bright Memory okay. Infinite right, sort of we'll really kind of, yeah. kind of, there's not a lot to take away from this. I there's, there's one particular part of this that is impressive. impressive yeah. Enough. So you can go watch that trailer and be like, man, that game looks pretty cool. But just mm-hmm. watch it again with the knowledge that it's created by a single person mm-hmm. at, uh, the, at the FYQD studio in China and then re- reabsorb what that game looks like. And then, yeah, that, that, yeah. That, once I found that out, it put that way in a different, a completely different perspective for me. So I'd never heard of this at all, but like you were telling me earlier on tonight that there is actually like a, a demo episode yes. one out on Steam yeah. that you can play now. Because um, that's where I it started and then it became bigger and now it's, yeah, Bright Memory Infinite. It's it's becoming its own thing. Yeah, it, was, it looks really neat. Like some, there was a whole bunch of, like, I saw like a whole bunch of elements of like, I love the 
like the heads up display of like how much ammo you've got actually being on the gun. I love when games do that and when they do it clearly as well. So it's not, you're not squinting to read it. It was like very clear. You can see it on the gun. This is how much is in your clip. This is how much you've got overall. Um, and I love that kind of stuff. Um, and yeah, cool like grappling hook as well that reminded me very much of um, uh, Bulletstorm. I was going to say the game feels very Bulletstormy. Yeah, yeah. It seems like a little bit like with like less fart jokes, I guess, in a way. Hey man, like, it sounds like a sell to me, honestly. Because um, as fun as Bulletstorm was, the humor did sometimes rip me out of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I still love that game though. But um, but yeah, it's really neat. And yeah, the, the whole... Like the, the, there's like Spartan warriors in there. There's like a cool futuristic car that you drive. I know there's a whole bunch of cool stuff in there. I'm like, I'm definitely interested in this. It's just a, it is a, the, the um the Steam page for the fourteen dollar fifty sort of preview you can buy really sells it as what it is. And it says a bright memory is a lightning fast fusion of the FPS and action genres because that's that's the best way I can think of it. Like it's an FPS game, but the action is super dmc-ish in a way like yeah you yeah. go ham with it with the sword and the, the movement and yeah oh boy <laughs> yeah it's cool and like i mean it looks stunning as well like it, it does it looks gorgeous um you can see the difference polished. like if you go to the steam page for bright memory and then go to bright memory infinite like you can see the polish there and just for one person like it's insane that 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 completely changed how i saw this game and now it wow it blows me away <laughs> yeah i'm very curious to check that out yes yeah, so it's, it's on my it radar for sure yeah um uh, what about you karen what, what what do you i i know the answer to this but the the, the audience doesn't <laughs> what do you what anything that really stuck out to you oh it was the medium joel yeah it of was course the it medium was. because okay so let's set the stage for medium right the last few weeks there has just been undying rumors about the return of silent hill yes so this trailer starts playing and I'm like, okay, this is a horror game. So I'm interested, <laughs> obviously. Yeah. And the music starts and I'm like, it sounds, it sounds super Akira Yamaoka. And then they confirm that it is in fact Akira, Akira Yamaoka. And it has like two realities and it's a, it's a horror game by Bloober Team. So if you don't know who Bloober Team is, they recently made Layers of Fear they made Observer. They made Blair Witch. Blair Witch, yeah. So they've kind of been the horror game guys. Probably up there for me alongside Frictional is the guys I keep an eye on. And yeah. so the medium is sort of, it's sounding like their most ambitious game yet. Which is, again, gets me super excited. Yeah, uh, it's very the trailer, curious. The, was, the trailer was very brief. There is a, there's some pretty good interviews out there. In particular, it was actually like they talked to one of the devs in the Zoom meetings after it. And that mm-hmm. was probably the part I was most at, um interested in uh yeah. but yeah this game is super on my radar if only because god damn it i've missed akira yamaoka's music and i yeah. get i just do get super silent hill vibes from this trailer oh for sure like it's got that kind of silent when, hill when, like alan wakey kind of feel to it granted, almost as well like the way the world burns away does sort of remind me of the movie and like um homecoming onwards but I'm still, I trust in Bloober Team to really have my attention here. They've been going from strength to strength, really, though. Like, they've been, they've put, they put out Layers of Fear, which sort of blew everyone away. And then they, like, have been sort of upping their game and yeah. really trying to, like, push the boundaries of, like, what they can do. I haven't it's tried really cool. Blair Witch yet. It sounds like that's their misstep. But it's also, like, it sounds like it's, I don't know for sure if it's a licensed game, but their original work seemed pretty, like, Layers of Fear was so good. I have E Observer, I haven't played it yet. 
but I have played Valeria Sophia too, and the yeah, the, the the difference between one and two for that is again astounding. Like how much further yeah. they've gone with two. So yeah, yeah. It's, it's neat. This game looks incredible. Go watch the trailer good. and then go listen to a bunch of Akimi Yamaoka stuff because God is one of the best video game composers out there. And his music just feels so suited to a game like this. That if if they if it, if the announcement had just been Blue Team going, hey, we're making a horror game and the music is going to be by Akira Yamaoka, I'd be like, cool, I'm in. Doesn't matter what else. Doesn't matter. I'm in. <laughs> yeah, for he'll sure. Be, he'll be working. It obviously obviously isn't just Akira. He's going to be working with uh, Bluebird's musical collaborator. Oh, Arcadia's Rakowski, I think. Sorry, that sounds good to me. That sounds butchering good of your pronunciation, but yeah. So it's either way. Even having that name on there is just like I'm listening. I'm excited. Let's go. Yeah, for sure. Um, can I talk about my favorite trailer for this whole thing? I mean, it wasn't a medium, I guess. So I guess you can. It wasn't. It was a good trailer. Don't get me wrong. But I, in terms of like trailer and that showed that did show gameplay that set the world, uh, but it was also kind of like tongue in cheek funny as well um was for vampire the masquerade bloodlines 2 that trailer surprised me it was a real it started and i'm like what is this and it like because it starts with like a feet like a sort of a weird creepy looking figure dancing around like a christmas tree where presumably that that character had strung up a family those people are strung up (laughs) like yeah by their face and it was it's fucking haunting and I, i was like Jesus, what is this? And as it went on and it popped up with Paradox Interactive and, and, and World of Darkness, I was like, this is Bloodlines 2. Cool. Um, and this is all, he's dancing around to Dunkashan as well. And I'm like, okay. And that plays for the whole trailer. And it just, it had this like, this feeling of like setting this world of like, that has a little bit of humor and tongue in cheek to it, but is also quite dark and, and, uh, Bit spoopy as well. Um, I mean, it, the trailer worked so well with the tagline at the end, which was like, come dance on your grave. Like, I love so that that tagline as well. It was like it's the great. cherry on the top. It was beautiful. Like, they 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 were, I think as I, I was watching Brandon Jones and the Easy Allies react to the, 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 conf- the presentation just before we started recording, um, and Jones was like, uh, they were ready. Like, this this is, they, they showed off a lot of stuff in that that was, that was cool and they, they were prepared for yeah. this oh, yeah. presentation and it's yeah absolutely and yeah it was i think it looks really good i i remember dabbling with the original bloodlines um but it was a pretty broken game um it's since been fixed by fans you can get a whole bunch of like mods and patches and stuff bless but, like, you fans <laughs> yeah exactly like fans patched that game to make it work um but yeah it's cool i have like a a cool vampire rpg that's based on a like a tabletop game i think the vampire yeah, masquerade yeah, series yeah um it's so like a tabletop rpg uh but yeah like showing off like some of the things you could do in that like each of those characters that you saw little vignettes of um like the, the the woman who was like using like her glamour basically to like lure in a an unsuspecting victim and then just munching down on them First person uh, rooftop running and jumping looks so cool. It does, yeah. And like, it, like there was a part where like you were using like telekinesis basically to pull like weapons out of enemies' hands yeah. and just destroy them with it. Yeah, looks like this game's gonna be a lot of fun. Um, it does live out your dark vampire fantasies. But in terms of like trailers, that trailer was 
excellent. Like I loved everything about that. Um, it's had me humming Don Shane ever since I watched it. I'm just like, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. there was another one that stuck out to me that I really desperately want to know more about because the yep. the pitch they seem to be going with super appeals to me. Uh-huh. We, I just we didn't see enough gameplay to really get a, a read on it, and that is chorus. Yep. So chorus yeah, looks. I, I think it, you mean. I think you mean no chorus. No, no. It's just. Stop this. Sorry, I'm, <laughs> I'm being that person when someone's like, oh, I like churches, like the band churches. I mean, like, you mean traverses? Like, yeah. uh-huh. So Chorus is a space combat game. It was shown during your presentation. Uh, we Again, gameplay was pretty brief, but we did see some ship combat. Yes. And I think in our group chat, I described it as space combat. Which I've been, ever since I played the most recent Ace Combat, I've wanted space combat. So yes. if this is the direction this goes, I'm super pumped. I just didn't see enough, uh, but yeah, we saw some 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 ship stuff. Uh, a lot of focus on the main character, so it seems like it's going to be story heavy. I yes, wanna know, I want to know more. This that game definitely intrigued me the most. I yeah, just want to know more about it. It was neat. It was like very 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 snippets, like brief snippets of gameplay, where it was like a starfighter doing like cool barrel rolls and stuff, and I'm like, yeah, give me more of that. I want to see more of that and how I play that. But look, yeah, it looks really neat. Very interested in that. Uh, I'm going to carry on my cyberpunk. All right, go ahead, Joel. Vibes. <laughs> uh, my cyberpunk vibes with like isometric shooters. Um, the very specific niche that like I love sitting in. Um, there's a game called The Ascent, uh, which is I got like Ruiner vibes from it, which I didn't particularly like Ruiner all that much. I actually went back to it recently. And um and tried playing it again. I was like, ah, it just doesn't click. It something about it didn't feel right to me. But I don't know. That's just a personal thing. But I liked the aesthetic of it all. I loved everything about that. Um, but yeah, it, just, it didn't quite click with me. But the ascent looks really cool. Um, it's like this rundown city where it looks like co-op as well where you can like team up with friends and like blast your way through the city. I I did get some Diablo vibes from it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, do you know what vibes I got from it? Do you remember Helldivers? Oh, briefly, yes. <laughs> yes. We played a bit of Helldivers. I quite enjoyed Helldivers. That was kind of fun. It was brutal. That game is fucking brutal. But, um, yeah, I got a similar vibe. Like, one of the characters can, like, throw out, like, turrets that they can use to, like, you know, um, um give covering fire and stuff like that. Uh. Yeah, I, I liked it. And um, also, just a, a little note, like the logo treatment for the game as well, like the actual logo for it at the end, very nice. It's a, very simple, but it looks really cool. Um, but yeah, that, that one stuck out to me where I was like, yes, all right, I will check that one out. Uh, but yeah, not much else to go. I, I didn't take away much else from that. Speaking of things that we don't, we can't take much away from, this this is a, I man, it was so cool seeing Scorn again. So Scorn... Oh yeah, course, it's a game that it's been funny, right? Because a lot of it's funny seeing a lot of outlets going, "Here's this Scorn game," and being like, "Wow, this game looks weird." I'm like, "Oh, some people, some people haven't seen this game." Yeah. Obviously, our knowledge of Scorn comes from when they were sponsoring the Easy Allies, yeah. most, mostly during the, the earlier years. Yes, and I just man, I went to the Steam page and I love it. It's that that's that line is still kept there, which is Scorn is an atmospheric first person horror adventure game set in a nightmarish universe of odd forms and somber tapestry. Odd oh, forms yeah. and somber tapestry is just so good. And yeah, it's just seeing, seeing this game 
come back and just still look really just gross and oh yeah i'm is i'm definitely not playing this because it's it's it looks awful and i'm not saying that the game looks awful it looks just uncomfortable to look at like yeah consistently uncomfortable the trailer as you watch the trailer from his presentation like i'm not quite sure what's happening but it's definitely gross it's not it was not nice like even just like the flower that blooms out of the guy's head yeah, at the end, I was like, weird. oh, I just don't like looking at this, but I'm very excited for these people that made this game. Yeah. But, it was cool to oh. see it pop up. That was a nice surprise. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, I, I got to bring it up. Like, Yakuza like a dragon. Like, come on. Come on. So this, this is actually exciting because it will be coming to Xbox Series X at launch. Yes. So, I mean, that obviously implies that this game is still a ways off for us Westerners. Yeah. Probably holiday if we're lucky. Uh, but yeah. again, with, with no Sony event on the horizon, currently the best way to play this game will be on Xbox Series X. And uh, did they say PC? I actually didn't check. I think quickly, so. I'm going to quickly check the uh, Steam I believe store. so. But uh, but yeah, as we mentioned yeah, before... It, it, is, it is on PC as well. So yeah. Cool. But, so PC and Xbox Series X will be the best way to play this game. Yeah. Currently. So- I, I guarantee PS5 will get it as well, but currently... Oh, absolutely. Well, yeah, it may, I mean, it's exciting that, yeah, like, the Yakuza series is finally crossing out. Like, not finally, but, like, really taking the leap onto the Xbox platform, which is a good move on, uh, like, for it's a good win for Microsoft because they're still having trouble trying to crack that that um, that um Eastern market. Mm. Um, they're getting better at it, but, yeah, it's... Mm, so still got a ways to go. Deals yeah, like Sony's this seem like got... their best option because I For can't sure. stand at my heart broken again like I did with um Scalebound with Platinum. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. Um, but yeah, having like a, an existing franchise, um, also having like. For, for Westerners as well, that may have heard about the Yakuza series, like we mentioned before, Like a Dragon seems like it's going to be a good jumping off point because it's basically like a new protagonist that you're playing as. Like it's. Um, the, the the sort of the Kiryu story is Yakuza six done. Yakuza six wraps up Kiryu's story. Yeah, so yeah, like, like a dragon says, uh, like a, a new beginning for Yakuza, which is which is why I also think that for the English uh, release at least, because I think it is still called Seven or Seven's involved in the title in Japan. Yeah, it is. It isn't being called Yakuza Seven, like a dragon, because it it doesn't really need to be Seven, right? Because it is like we've seen. If you watch the the trailer, man, Marjum is in there. It yeah. seems like we don't know what capacity, but like this is essentially a new story, a new Yakuza story, separate from all of Kiryu stuff. It looks like it might still. I mean, I'd be surprised if we don't spend some time in Kamurocho, but we'll see. Well, that's the whole thing of the the Yakuza games; is they take place in the same. Hmm. I mean, it's a couple area. like Sotenbori, so, 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 Sotenbori, so, so, yeah, yeah, yep. as well, which is Kawami two sort of dabbles between those two spots. Um, but yeah, I'm excited for this game. <laughs> yeah, me too. I, I mean, I don't think we've mentioned it, at least not on this episode, but the fact that it's completely like, it's adopting a completely new gameplay style as well. Cause that's, it's becoming that's like the only part that, I mean, I'm excited, but I am a little bit worried. Yeah. So it, it's going like full turn-based JRPG. Um, but yeah, I, I think, I think that's a good fit for Yakuza. I mean, I think if I hadn't. Yeah. After so many games, like, so we've had seven Yakuza games, technically, if you count Zero and Judgment, all using the same sort of beat-em-up gameplay. 
mm-hmm. I completely get the desire to do something new. So that's why I'm super open to it. But it does and worry the other me thing a as little well, bit. Well, the other thing that, I, that, that really sticks out in my mind is that um, after playing something like Persona 5, which has all that style and that ooze that really spices up what is essentially like looking through menus and, and picking attacks and stuff, I feel like Yakuza could fit into that category of JRPG, like turn-based JRPG. Maybe. Maybe. I mean, one thing I will say about Yakuza is its menus are super boring. Yes. Oh, so, yes. Like, yeah. um, I mean, don't worry. I'm excited. I'm looking forward to it. But I kind of want to see some more of it. I mean, I could look it up. I think it's out. It's definitely out in Japan. <laughs> yeah. But I'd, yeah. I'd rather just wait till I get it in my hands because I'm definitely buying it. Oh, like, yeah. I'm I'm definitely in on this one. I'm in. But, uh, yeah. Interesting. Interesting to see it pop up here as well. I didn't really expect it. Yeah. It was a really cool get. I was like, well, like, Microsoft is really going in hard and, like, showing that they mean business, which is cool. Yeah. It's very exciting because, I mean... They've spent so long setting themselves up for success. Like this is the beginnings of it of them starting to sort of trying to capitalize on that. Going, all right, cool. We've got Game Pass in order. We've got like you know Xbox Play Anywhere and all this cool kind of cool stuff. Now's the time w- w- for us to strike, especially with Sony. Sort of like they might not admit it, but like stumbling a little bit towards the end of this console generation in terms of like. I've got some thoughts once we wrap up this discussion. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, um, speaking of which, speaking of things that are disappointing, yeah, Assassin's Creed Valhalla just whiffed, totally whiffed. Oh, for sure. Like, I, I mean, it didn't help. It didn't help that Ubisoft was saying gameplay. Oh yeah, this is gameplay. We saw like I would say about five seconds of gameplay. Like it was in game. Yeah. There was, yeah, but it was sort of so heavily spliced and cut and edited that it's like, well, there's game engine teaser, I guess. So much so we actually got um, one of the, and again, I completely respect that the creative director of Assassin's Creed Valhalla, um, Asraf Ismail, actually tweeted out that he said, hello, all. you rightfully expected to see more today. We have a long marketing campaign ahead of us. You will see in-depth gameplay and get a lot more info about the game. Thank you for your excitement and passion. Be patient with us and be kind. It will be worth it. So Ubisoft knows, right? And that's, I do respect that. But yeah, I, because I definitely went into this expecting, I mean, I didn't expect like a full 30 minute demo like I've done in the past, but I was hoping for some yeah gameplay. And what we got was a trailer that I didn't think was very good personally. Especially after seeing, like, I know it was a cinematic trailer, but especially after getting the like initial trailer that we got like a week or so ago, mm. that was really good. Like, yeah. Yeah, uh, so that was, and set it was just tone. disappointing. This seemed like a, just like a, a worst version of that trailer. Yeah. And I was like, all right, cool, like sure. Fine. Still super excited for the game, but yeah, this wasn't the trailer that I wanted to see. Honestly, no, no, not at all. Um, should we like speed run to the last couple of ones that have on there? Because I, I, there are actually three games that I'm kind of intrigued by. Um, sure. Um, Call of the Sea. It's like an adventure adventure game set in the thirties in the South Pacific. Looks like a like a, a like a first person exploration game. I'm kind um, of into those, so I'm interested. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there was one part where it looked like the character had like webbed hands, and I was getting some serious uh, the Shape of Water vibes. Um, yeah, that's fair. And I'm okay with that because I really like that movie. Uh, uh, never, never fear. Anime was here. We had Scarlet Nexus, a new yeah, game from Bandai Namco. I think, my, yeah. <laughs> I think my response to this game was, fuck, I'll play it. Like, 
it looked like it looked like uh, Astral Chain, and I'm like, I've been burnt before by games like this, but fuck it, it looks like fun. I need to know how, yeah, because the gameplay trailer looks super flashy, but oh, I yeah. just don't trust it to. I still, in the back of my head, worry it'll be something like a um, like a Gold Eater or something, where it's just like sort oh. of Monster Hunter, sort of slow, sort of not my thing, but we'll see. I fully believe it's going to be like god eater like it's it seems like a god eater type game if it is i'm sort of sorted out <laughs> uh, yeah, trailer, I'm, I'm trailer looks flashy though oh yeah i'm tempered on expectations but like you know i'm like fuck it it looks okay fine like if it pops up on game pass i'm like yeah fuck it, i'll check that game out why not um but kyron there's a game that we, we were both are uh, very excited for. my wife is excited to play this game i mean I, we say excited i'm very prepared for the quality of what this game will be oh absolutely um so there's a game and also has a dumb name um there's a game called second extinction which i just the name for me is so stupid i like i don't know what else you could call it or whatever but i just it see it just it reeks of like mid 90s action movie title (laughs) i mean you say that but the content seems spot on for that, where it's just you and yeah. your friends shooting alien dinosaurs. Yeah, and I'm like, okay, sure, why not? Um, it's yeah, interesting it to know. It interesting to know that it's from a like a subsidiary of Avalanche Studios as well. So I don't know. They did try and do that weird the robot battle. one, but didn't yeah. go anywhere really. Yeah, that, that was set in the 80s. Yeah, it's a weird one, but um, Generation something. I think anyway, Zero um, or something. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, something like that. Um, but yeah, basically like you're fighting dinosaurs, shooting dinosaurs up. I'm like, yeah, all right, cool. That should, that could be a fun way to spend a weekend with some friends. If it's on Game Pass, count me in. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. My wife was like, I want to play that game. I'm like, all right, cool. I guess we might be looking at, she was even asking you as well. Like, yeah, are you going to get that game? I'll play, but I'll be sad about shooting dinosaurs. I'm going to be rooting for for the dinosaurs. (laughs) You just like put your gun down. You're like, I'm done. Feast on me. Um, but yeah, that's most of the things really. It's like Madden. That's, 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 yeah, we do. Madden we forgot about. It doesn't, it's Madden. Yeah. Patrick Mahoney's, et cetera. Yeah, but he was, he was there. That was a thing. Um, but yeah, that was sort of like the first, apart from, it was the first like big thing to come out of, uh, this summer game fest. Yeah. uh, Of Keeley's. I mean, the Assassin's Creed Valhalla trailer you could probably lump into that as well, but um, I don't think it was officially part of it. It's uh, no, I don't think so. I don't think either. Technically, yeah. this was the first the first thing. Um, so, how do you feel after that? Like, I, I'm I was pretty happy with it. Tell I you think... what, it doesn't it doesn't sell me on. Mm-hmm. It doesn't sell me on a Series X. It doesn't. No, but I think and... they're saving that. That's gonna be that's gonna be that July one, um, or June one, whatever that is. That's going to be that one. I mean, my complaints are sort of a bit like Aaron Greenberg himself has sort of come on to, to talk about this. But yeah, he tweeted out uh, in response to someone else's disappointment, which I would say is relatively fair. Uh, had we not said anything and just shown May inside Xbox like we did last month, I suspect reactions might have been different. Clearly, we set some wrong expectations and that's on us. We appreciate all the feedback and can assure you we will take it all in and learn as a team. Because that's probably what I took away from most of, most of, it, most of all. The trails were cool. Mm-hmm. But for something that they labeled as first look Xbox Series X gameplay. Yeah. Like it, it was, was misleading. Yeah, it was very trailers were pretty short. 
We saw some glimpses of gameplay in those trailers, I'm sure, especially when they started with Bright Infinite Memory or Bright Memory Infinite. Like that yeah. was like, okay, cool. This like, is, this is, this is yeah. a gameplay trailer. And then but some of the other ones were sort of just like, there was gameplay in there, but they were very much specifically cut together to be trailers. And that's fine. But yeah, yeah I kind of expected, I mean, not necessarily, again, like I said with Assassin's Creed, like big playthrough, like five, 10 minute gameplay segments, but something more than a couple of minutes, I guess. For sure. Like, I, yeah. I, I think, though, that they probably shouldn't have labeled it as first look at, at Series X. That's, that's slightly misleading. But I think that my, Xbox First Party Studios, Xbox Worldwide Studios or whatever they call themselves, like that collective of studios, that one where they, they go in on all those, that's going to be the one where it's like, all right. Because we're going to see Halo Infinite. You're going to see... Um, potentially Fable, like like all those those sort of things where it's like, all right, cool. I, I guess like we don't know about Fable, but like Halo, we know ex- is in development at the moment, and the next step for that that like, cam- marketing campaign for them is to show off what that game is. Halo will be front and center. You can bet on it now. Like yes. it's their big holiday game. Yep. 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 Um. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. Like it was, it was fine. Like it, it wasn't like I was disappointed. It was cool seeing some like our first glimpse at some Xbox Series X stuff. It was just the messaging sort of. I can I can completely see why people were disappointed and why yeah, and sort of sure. why as much as I I enjoyed it at the time, as I thought back on it, I'm sort of like oh, sort of a lot of stuff there that was cool, but I would have liked to have seen more of the Zoom stuff afterwards was interesting, but I don't know. I'm just I don't know. It the was- Blue Team one was good. I recommend checking that one out. Um, yeah, yeah, um, and I'm sure if you're interested in the games that they had developer interviews with, you'd be... it's cool seeing the devs, like people from the actual team there. Yep. Don't yeah. Know, but like, yeah. And it was just... a little bit easier to do that kind of thing than like, had E3 been going ahead and Microsoft still doing their big flashy presentation. These are the kind of things that would have been like in between those big announcements, and they probably would have got washed over a little bit. Um, yeah. So True. it's cool to see them sort of showcased and for, for Xbox to be like, or for Microsoft to be like, we're doing this once a month for the rest of the year. Um, so even just to lead with this, right. To lead with not even their yeah. first party stuff. So like, yeah, there's definitely, it was cool. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. Um, mixed. I would say my reception was mixed. Yeah. Yeah. I, I enjoyed it, but like, I'm pretty easy to please for the most part. Um, <laughs> Uh, so, I mean, you know, while we're on the Summer Game Fest, there's, like, the next thing on the slate that is on their schedule at the moment is a surprise game reveal in about just over 24 hours' time, as yep, we record. Yeah, tomorrow, yeah, tomorrow night our time, which is, I was like, overnight Tuesday. Yeah. We've got a, a surprise Jeff Keighley thing uh, here. <laughs> Obviously, as soon as it popped up on the schedule, people were like, what's it going to be? And Jeff Keighley has quickly come out just recently, I think, uh, earlier today by the looks of it. Because someone was just like, any other hints about the surprise, surprise game reveal, like at Jeff Keighley, to which he responded saying, the one on Tuesday, it's a fun announcement. People are just guessing random stuff. And no, it's not Batman. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. And everyone's fun like- announcement is interesting messaging. I love that. It's like someone like on reset era, someone was like, "Why do people think it's gonna be Batman?" And everyone was like, "Oh, because they're on the slate of like 
the phase one thing. It's like there's heaps of things on the slate for phase one. It's like this is not the way that they're going to reveal that. Like WB Montreal, WB Montreal have been cheeky at best for like the last year and a half with their like messaging about this thing. They're going to make a big deal out of it. I can especially totally see them doing it like this, but I don't think they yeah. will be doing it like this. <laughs> but especially once we, when, when, like, considering we know that, like, WB Games was going to have a conference at E3 this year. Like, they oh, yeah, have but, got but shit to show. So I feel like they're going to do something I don't special. know. As soon as, that, as soon as the physical aspect got pulled, I'm wondering maybe if they've decided to readjust this, their, their plans. Either way, it doesn't matter because it's not Batman tomorrow night. <laughs> no, it's not. Um, um, but yeah, do you have any? I got no idea, dude. When he said there's a fun announcement, I'm like, well, that's it. I got no idea. I got no clue. Yeah, I'm trying to think of like what could be just like, ah, oh, that's fun. We know it's not Cyberpunk related because Cyberpunk has something coming up in June on June 11th. Yes. Yep. Probably not EA related because they've just announced their 2020 event in uh, for June, which, yep, which lines up basically with when their EA play would have been for E3. It's also the same day as the Cyberpunk. Yeah, true. So as well. I hope we'll see more stuff on that day. But anyway, yeah. So I, I doubt it's going to be tied to either of those two. Yeah. Um. I mean, I have no idea. <laughs> I have no clue. Yeah. I've. I mean, I, I was trying to think. I'm like, oh, maybe I'll think of something before, by the time we get around to talking about this. But I honestly have nothing because there's not been anything really like hinted at even lately. Well, I guess that's the cool thing, right? Because the thing is literally listed as a surprise, and now he's clarified further it's a fun announcement it may not be something that's going to blow our minds but it, it could still be cool and that makes it impossible to predict honestly it, like it could, it could be, be like it anything. could be like it could be a smaller scale thing that has like a release date that we haven't had it's yet it's true it could be <laughs> which you know that'd be kind of neat um yeah, yeah I, mean, there's I, like, no, I do i have no clue dude <laughs> yeah, yeah i'm i'm keen i'm very interested i'll be tuning in for sure absolutely absolutely oh boy some good yeah, man, stuff coming some, up. Summer Game Fest, man. It's, uh, again, like I said last week, it's good to be excited. Yeah. And I mean, like, we've only got, like, a very brief snippet of what's coming. Like, there's there's stuff being added to that that schedule. Like, I'm going to quickly head over there and see if anything's been added. I doubt it. There's not. I'm looking at it right now. There's, <laughs> um, so all, all we've got so far is, like, coming up uh, tomorrow, we've got that surprise reveal called Sunrise <laughs> Number. It's labeled as Sunrise Number One. So I don't know whether this is going to be the way like Keeley's is going to have like Sunrise Number Two, which is another fun surprise game reveal. That's going to be his little series of like, it's not. There's no conference or whatever that's going. To, this is going to appear. This is that we're we're doing this sort of little sunrise announcement. Yeah, I don't know whether that's a hint at anything as well, but who knows? I mean, what when you look at the art they're going with, it sort of makes sense. Do you know what'd be cool? Do you know what just popped into my mind? What's that? No More Heroes 3. I don't know why, but, like, maybe a release date for No More Heroes 3. Nah, dude. That, that'll be in a direct. Yeah, I suppose you're right. But still, I don't know. Like, stage, mm. like, stay tuned for Nintendo pops up on, like, phase two of this thing in, like, July or August or something. But I feel like when we get our No More Heroes date, it'll, yeah, it'll, be, a, it'll be a direct. Yeah, I guess that's true. Uh, but there, in not, June, not, we've got... not to take the wind out of your sails, though. No, I, I, no, was no, I wasn't hyping myself up for it. I just something popped into my mind where I was like, "That would fit." That is a fun announcement. It's a surprise. Like you get a release date for it. I don't know. It'll be something of that caliber, though. I think, like, where it's like you know, maybe a niche style game. 
you know. considering it just it literally just says join jeff Keighley for a surprise game reveal like it's so it's gonna be jeff Keighley introducing a trailer and that seems like it'll be it <laughs> who knows like it doesn't true, say that's true surprise game reveal it doesn't specifically say if it's a new game it could just be like a new fortnite event Nah, dude i think <laughs> jeff would be very wise about that jeff loves yeah, his world premieres true. jeff that's loves true. his yeah. hype he but i think he knows he knows where to keep himself in check <laughs> yeah which is why i think he clarified that it's going to be a fun announcement yeah. Um, so who knows? Who bloody well, knows, dude? <laughs> according to the schedule, uh, in June, we've got, on June 9th, uh, 9th to the 14th, they've got the Steam Game Festival, uh, the summer edition of that, which is very similar to the one they did around the Game Awards last year, where it's going to be like a whole bunch of demos. And and there was one like a few months ago as well. There was, yes, yeah, sorry. Um, yeah, those are really fun, like a whole bunch of cool demos there. That's how I played um the demo for Carrion, which I'm very excited for. So Well, it's worth mentioning, they mentioned that the possibility for play- playable demos across this so who knows what's coming yes yeah and like in-game events as well lots of cool stuff um then uh on june 11th uh we've got the cyberpunk 2077 which is the i think they call him the night city wire yeah they are tbd no time set for that day yet no i think that's gonna i don't know if they'll set a time i think it's just gonna drop um no there'll be, be, be some sort of time yep uh, but on the same day as well, on June 11th, uh, at 7 p.m. Eastern time, which I think works out to around about 1 a.m. our time in Australia, because that's, oh, no, 2 a.m. it'll no, be. No, no, no. Yeah, you're thinking, no, no, you're thinking of, like, if it was a.m., right? So, like, a lot of these things, like, for uh, example. Oh, yeah. Like, the inside Xbox was 9 a.m. PT, which was 1 o'clock our time. Yeah. So this is 4 p.m. PT. PT. One seven. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Time yeah. zones suck, dude. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm just so going off the... Yeah, because I'm going off the Eastern Time one because it was said like 12. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, June 11th, around that time, June 11th, 12th, depending on where you are in the world, um, also, there's going to be uh, EA Play, which is going to be their sort of presentation it's, of a whole bunch of like new stuff. It seems like the E3 thing. They've got a bunch of yeah. stuff coming, so yeah, they'll have, they'll have announcements. Yeah, well, I mean, they do have a bunch of stuff coming. They've got 14 games... <laughs> That are apparently well, including coming. Madden and FIFA and a of, burnout port for Switch. <laughs> of course, yeah. And, and obviously that's, that's, there's that's mobile games and stuff in there as well. But, yeah, there's, that's, games in there. but that's still a lot. Like, Depends if they count like Season 5 of Apex Legends as well. So we'll see. Well, the list that they've got here, the ones that are announced on this Kotaku article here that I've got. They've got FIFA 21, Madden 21, NHL 21, Burnout Paradise Remastered, Command & Conquer Remastered, Hell yeah. Uh, Medal of Honor VR and an unannounced sport game. I mean, by the time so, this EA, EA Play Live thing happens, Command & Conquer will be out, so... Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, what else? Okay, there's there's the big not, thing, though. I'm not willing to be excited about EA announcements. I just can't get myself there. Well, well what, what if? What if, though, Kyron? What if... There's been some rumblings going around about a Mass Effect trilogy remaster. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, how would that how would that sit with you? Like, would that? I mean, it'd be cool. Yeah. It's it'd be about it'd be a, a big about time. <laughs> yeah, of course. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's hard to really gauge it, right? I love two and a half of that of the, the games in that series. Do you know? And, what- like going. Going back to that ending in three will be painful again. Yeah, Do you I, know I I wouldn't want? expect multiplayer. That's what I want. I like that. I don't expect I, it. I, I I know I shouldn't, but man, if they did that, that'd be fucking awesome. 
I just don't know if EA want to foot the bill for the service for that, for something that will be very barely used, I would say. Yeah, I know. They'd probably, so they'd probably cool. gauge off of Andromeda's activity and see how they go. But um, yeah, yeah, I mean, I'd love it. I spend a lot of time on that game. But again, if it does come back, expect also the return of like their loot boxes and stuff. Yeah, true. Um, for all the, all the characters and the classes and the weapons and all that. They've uh, they've also got multiple Switch games coming this year as well. Yeah, Burnout Support, hooray. Hey, that's one. Look, they said here's multiple. The here's the thing. Here's If we want to talk about what EA's thing is going to be, what, like... There's, there's a game that's been talked about, that's been whispered about, but they teased a few, like, I think maybe two Game Awards ago. Yeah. It's probably due for a reveal, and that's Dragon Age. Mm-hmm. Now, I love Dragon Age 1. <laughs> yeah. I don't love Dragon Age 2, and I sort of am okay with Dragon Age 3. Yeah. So, a new Dragon Age has a long way to go to make me excited, but if a Dragon Age pops up, that would be cool. Please put Origins on modern hardware, and I'll be happy. <laughs> Yeah, I mean... Look, I, let's be real. EA needs to do... They need to do... H, they need to bring Mass Effect. They need to bring Dragon Age Origins. And they need to bring Dead Space 1 and 2 to modern platforms. And then I'm good. And also yeah. do uh, Command & Conquer, Tiberian Sun and Red Alert 2. Then I'm good. Like... <laughs> I mean... Then there's also the other thing of like... We'll probably see Sims 5. That's another yeah. thing that'll probably pop up, I'd say. Uh, and then there's also the dream of Skate 4. <laughs> Impossible dream, but okay. Yeah. I, I still, I am I am in the camp of Tim Geddes, I think, came up with this theory. That because Tony Hawk wants to work on it, is apparently working on a new game with someone. Um, and it's been like half leaked so, so much over the last few months or so. Um, but imagine if they came out and it was, it was, Tony Hawk's Skate. Like, the two franchises just mashing together. They get the skate team to work with Tony Hawk. I mean, that'd be a, I reckon that'd be a slam dunk, but... It'd be yeah. cool. I mean, I haven't been excited... I haven't played a Tony Hawk since 2, so I'm the wrong yeah, audience to gauge excitement for that. I liked American Wasteland. I don't think a lot of people like that one, but I like that. It had a great soundtrack. It had, like, a soundtrack where it was, like, modern pop punk emo bands doing covers of like old school punk songs. It was great. It was like the time I played it, it was like sat firmly in my wheelhouse. I really enjoy that game. Um, but yeah, and we'll probably see like a, like a EA original or whatever they're called. The, Oh yeah. Like a, whatever their indie game offering is for this year. Probably see that project Maverick star Wars thing. Whatever oh yeah. That, that too. Like, yep. yeah, I don't know. It's hard to, I've been burned basically every E3 by EA. So to, yeah. to see their EA digital, EA play 2020 digital event in Summer Games Fest, I'm like, you're going to burn me again. So yeah, keep myself very grounded. I'll keep hoping for like, you know, a Need for Speed game that doesn't suck. Keep dreaming. Oh, yeah. Um, but in terms of the other things that are announced on the schedule on the Summer Games Fest. It's really not a lot. There's not much. There's, There's Tenacon. Ten- and then the Gamescom opening night live again. Which will be exciting, but it's a, it's a while out yet. We're a ways away it's, from that. It's August. So yeah. We're, we're a few months away from first. that. Yeah. We're a few months away from that. But, uh, but yeah. It's also, it's also the, that's the end of this as well, of Summer Games Fest. So, yeah. That's true. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. 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 Cool stuff. Things to look forward to. And again, like this isn't the full schedule. The stuff's going to pop up over the next few weeks. Uh expect 
like expect at this point like Sony's going to be in here at some point they will be oh of course and Nintendo as well and Nintendo Ubis- will be yeah and Ubisoft yeah. like it's those three are going to show up for sure you can, you can bank on it yeah so yeah Tanks we'll see what bank. happens <laughs> oh boy but um, I think that's an episode Joel I think so Kyron I think you can take us out oh I'll try <laughs> <laughs> I believe <clears throat> all right off to a good start there. Um, well, thank you very much for listening to this week's episode of the Dialogue Options Podcast. We very much appreciate you listening and sticking around with us. Um, and yeah, if you like the show and you know someone who also might like the show that doesn't know about us yet, please let them know. Share it around. Um, either like link to any of our social media accounts, which are all on at Dialogue Options. Um, we post pretty good stuff on there sometimes. Usually our episodes, but it's a good way to get people to look for uh, look us up. Um, but yeah, please keep doing what you're doing to support the show because we really appreciate it because we enjoy doing it, and we'll just so keep, much fun. We'll just keep doing it anyway. So we will. We clearly will just keep doing it. You might as well. You might as well like help us out. Like <laughs> why wouldn't you? It'd be rude not to. Uh, but if you want to follow us at our individual accounts, uh, you can follow me at Jolly Mac where uh, I've just been posting about the fact that I finished Final Fantasy, that I started Persona 5 Royal. Yes, yes. Um, just good stuff. Uh, I also retweeted a commercial. I don't know if you watched this, Kyron. John, so this is the thing. The commercial was spoiled for me because I'd already seen the product. <laughs> oh, really? I see. I had no idea. Because I, I, it popped up on just... Someone had retweeted it on my feed, and I was like, I, I was like all right, I'll buy it. Because someone was like, this was not what I expected. And I was like, all right, cool. And I watched this trailer and I'm like, or this, this commercial. And when it got to the end, I was just like, sorry, what? Um, so I'm not going to say much more about it. If you're curious about that, go check out my Twitter feed. I've, I reposted that. I retweeted that. And it's, um, it's a ride, but, uh, where can they find you, Karen? Uh, so you can find me on Twitter where I am at LemonmanX, where my most recent tweet, was actually just before we started recording because I've started playing Persona 4 Golden again, Joel. Because after getting, I'm, I'm just about finished five. I'm just waiting for my housemate to sort of catch up so I don't spoil anything for him. Right. Um, once I finish it, I will get the platinum because literally the last two things I've got to do is beat the last boss and see the ending. And I always talked about it. I'm always like, I need to go back to four. I need to go back to golden and get my platinum because I'm so close. I've just got to do a perfect run and I'm good. So I'm going back and doing it and Oh, it's a crime, Joel. It's trapped on the Vita and it makes me so mad. Yeah, it's true. Oh, that and Persona 3, just Atlas. Next year, and I know that one of your, I forget, it was in one of the Famitsu interviews you had like year ahead or whatever. One of the Persona studio guys was talking about it. Next year is the 20th anniversary of Persona. Make it right. Make it right. It's all right. Well, phase two of Summer Game Fest is going to be Atlas. <laughs> it's going to be out. just Atlas. Well, yep. TGS did just get cancelled this year. So, I mean, the yeah. physical event. Yeah. And like, there's a Persona Central had like a list of the last like four or five years where Atlas has had announcements at each of them. So, who knows what would have happened this year? Who knows if anything will replace it? I know Atlas love their trolley digital streams. So, maybe I'll do one of those. But um, also, I also want to. I retweeted a tweet from uh, Don Casanova from the Easy Allies. Yes, just trying to get some support for an arcade bar. I Play saw that. an arcade bar. Yeah, it's got yeah. a link to a GoFundMe. Uh, go, go help them because even though I can't ever go to it, I really like Don Casanova and arcades are cool. Yes, they are. Uh, that's really about. That's about it for me. 
yeah, cool. Well, in that case, thanks once again for listening to Dialogue Options. Uh, and until next time, we'll see you later.